Welcome to this segment of Catholic Focus. I'm Jonah Bostinski, your host, and right now I'm joined by Father Goodman and Dinkin Scaria from uh, St. Margaret Mary Church. Welcome to Holy Family Radio, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Yeah, Joe. Thanks for having us. Well, you have a lot of exciting things going on in your parish right now. I want to talk about your 75th anniversary that you have going on. Well, we have a, a lot of wonderful activities planned. Um, it's an exciting time for us as a parish. Uh, we have so many uh, hopes and dreams for the future, but uh, as we look to the future, we are taking the time to really celebrate our past. And uh, one of the things we're really hoping for is that uh, we can uh, extend the invitation to uh, those who have been part of our history to uh to come back and, and to check out uh, St. Margaret Mary's and the wonderful things happening there. Well, it looks like you have some, some pretty neat things planned. You want to talk about some of those things? I think it's important for us to remember that when St. Margaret Mary's was founded in 1948, St. Margaret Mary Parish consisted of only 300 families that were members. And our growth has been exponential. We've gone from 300 families to 1,600 families. We have a school that's vibrant and growing. We're, we're looking towards inviting all those generations over 75 years, the thousands of St. Margaret Mary students and parishioners, all the kids who played St. Margaret Mary football or played basketball at Bishop McDevitt High School that spent time at our youth center across the street on, on her street. We really benefit from their love, their concern, and their participation in our celebration. Because, you know, and Father Leo and I, we talked about this. Once you're a member of St. Margaret Mary's, the seeds of grace have been planted in your heart. And regardless of your life situation, you're welcome at St. Margaret Mary Parish. And we would, we would look forward to your participation in all the events that are coming. Well, can I just say, just having a vibrant school, that's an accomplishment right there, because so many schools are struggling with their enrollment and, and, you know, some close. And to have a vibrant school, just that's an amazing accomplishment just right there, right? We're really excited. Yeah. We uh, just hired a new principal, Jesse Reed. And um, at St. Margaret Mary's School, the excellence of education has always been a part of our uh, curriculum. Um, but at this time, we are looking at making a shift uh, towards a a classical Catholic liberal arts program. And so we think that will draw a lot of individuals, you know, to prepare our young people to be able to to wade through all the information in this this new era, uh, to really be able to to bring their Catholic faith and their discipleship uh, to bear on the world. Uh, um, so we have some really exciting things happening there, and we're extending our invitation out to our youth, too, with the new youth minister, one of our native sons, uh, Nate Delp, is going to be our new youth minister and religious ed teacher. He's a he's a, uh, a teacher out at Bishop McDevitt High School. So uh, that we're, sounds we're, exciting. It is. Mm. And so, as far as the programs we have coming up, we have a, a picnic that's going to be the mo the first thing on the agenda, and uh, that's coming up on August thirteenth. And uh, we're, uh, we all often have a, a summer picnic, but uh, we're going to sort of soup it up this year. And, and I'll let the deacon share some of the activities that we're going to be having uh, at, our, at our picnic on August the 13th. That's on a Sunday. Yeah. I think this year our, our picnic is going to be on St. Margaret Mary Spartan steroids. Um, <laughs> we've got all kinds of activities going on. Uh, we're going to have a DJ. We have an acrobat performing uh, feats of uh, strength and agility. Uh, there's going to be a collection of inflatables for kids to uh, play with and enjoy. 
as well as games with prizes for all the kids. Uh, in addition to that, there's going to be uh, the Knights are, will be preparing uh, barbecue, which will include hamburgers, hot dogs, and for Father Leo, we're going to have Italian sausage too. He made it really clear <laughs> we needed some Italian sausage excellent, as well. Excellent. And uh, typically, we get a couple hundred people, and, and it's nice to know that on our grounds at St. Margaret Mary's, which is on 2800 Paxton Church Road, we have a beautiful picnic pavilion that we use, and it's available to our parish members uh, for parties or picnics or uh, celebrations like baptisms and even weddings. Some days I'm looking forward to a wedding reception out there. So anyway, but that's uh, that's going to be on August the 13th. Now, when we mentioned the Knights of Columbus doing the uh, the barbecuing, I can't leave out the Council of Catholic Women. They're oh, going yeah. to be providing the uh, the salads and the desserts and, and, and serving up the drinks. And so it really will be a parish effort. Should be wonderful. And then we move on to our, our parish's feast day, uh, St. Margaret Mary's. Um, the actual feast day falls on a Monday on October the 16th, but we're going to be transferring, with the permission of the diocese, our feast day to Sunday and celebrating our feast day on on Sunday, October the 15th. We have an invitation out to the bishop. We have a new bishop, Bishop Senior, and so we're hoping that he's able to, uh, to celebrate that Mass on October the 15th. We're going to Certainly extend uh, uh, an invitation to all parishioners to come out to, to that big event. And I think we have a special activity following we, that Mass. We do, because it's the month of October. We're going to be sponsoring an Oktoberfest celebration. We're going to have a Oompa Band, some, I guess, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beer, bratwurst and uh, sauerkraut. So it should be a, a good time. will be had by all. <laughs> I'm looking forward Sounds to great. that. Of course, uh, we're going to sort of peak our, our celebration this year with our gala, which is going to be celebrated on November the 4th. That's a Saturday evening at uh, Colonial Golf and Tennis Club. We'll have more information coming out on that. Um, but that's going to be a nice family celebration. We're hoping to bring back some of our, our former priests uh, and, and some of our, our uh, the guests, people that have served in the parish, uh, to tell stories. And it uh, should be just a wonderful evening. Uh, to enjoy each other. That's one of the things about St. Margaret Mary's that really jumps out at me. It is such a warm community. Um, people feel at home there. It, it, it's there's a there's a peace and a gentleness with the people there. Um, I like to say that it's where heaven embraces earth. Well, that's one of the things that sometimes Catholic churches are accused of not being. And so when I hear about a, a parish like yours, it's exciting that we know that there's a place where people are welcome. They feel like they're at home there because so many times, you know, when people talk about uh, people that leave the, our church, they, other you know Protestant churches are welcoming and something. But I think our our diocese is full of parishes like yours that have that welcoming kind of feeling when you go into them, and that's one thing that happens at your parish, correct? I think that we're <laughs> yeah. very blessed. Yeah, and I, another important thing to bear in mind: we've made a significant investment in cameras and recording equipment. And I, not to brag, but I think we have probably the best live stream mass every Sunday at 930. So for the listeners of Holy Family Radio, if, you, if you're a roaming Catholic and you're <laughs> homebound and you need a place to roam, you can always come to St. Margaret Mary's. We have a live stream mass pretty much daily at 830, except on Mondays. That's Father Leo's day off. <laughs> and uh, then on Sunday at 9.30, and uh, I think you'll be really pleased. We have subtitles so that you can see and hear everything. It's really a, a fabulous audiovisual experience. 
And now, can they access that from your website, or how would they do that? They can. They can access it by visiting um, our website, which is www.stmm, like St. Margaret Mary Parish.org. Or they can visit us on Facebook, where it's live streamed. And you can visit the St. Margaret Mary Catholic Church channel on YouTube as well. So there's three venues, or you can go into the website, click on the active link, and you can stream it from there. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds exciting. I mean, that what's one of the things that came out of the pandemic that I think is a positive thing? One of the few things. And yes. So a lot of churches are doing that, but having a good a good system with multi-cameras and everything, that, that's really a positive thing. We feel blessed with that ministry. An additional um, beautiful thing at the at the parish these days is is the outreach that we have to the community, and and I know that Deacon uh, Francis uh, is really on the the heartbeat of this. And, and Deacon, would you share some of the outreach that the parishioners that we have such a generous community? We, we do, and actually, it's it's sort of overwhelming. Uh, for example, we assist Shining Light Ministries out of the Cathedral Parish, who clothes people in need, many of whom are, are uh, unsheltered in the city of Harrisburg. And we did a clothing drive a few weeks ago, and I, I was only asking for blue jeans, socks, underwear, gently used, and the support was overwhelming. They filled our 90-foot-long, 50-foot-wide picnic pavilion, <laughs> piled high to the point where I had to rent a 15 foot U-Haul tr truck, a cargo truck, to haul it all off to be sorted and distributed to the poor. And, wow. not, and in addition to that, the cash donations that rolled in were overwhelming as well. So I, I just, it, words fail to express how wonderful and generous our parishioners are at St. Margaret Mary Parish. I, uh, as we celebrate this 75th year, I just want to plead with people to come back and just experience the joy of the parish that, that you helped to found. Um, come back and, and be a part of our celebrations. Again, the first event that we have coming up is our parish picnic on August the 13th. All are invited. It's going to be um, an outstanding experience and a great time. Well, I usually ask at this point, you know, you know, we're running out of time, so what's your takeaway? So it sounds like that's your takeaway, Father, said it. <laughs> that is, and come come to a place where heaven embraces earth. I mean, it's a beautiful community. Well, thank you for being with us here on Holy Family Radio. Anytime you have something going on like this, let us know. Come, come in and we'll, we'll talk about it. And that's an invitation to all the parishes. I'd like to be able to do this a little bit more on Holy Family Radio. So whenever you have any event going on, uh, at your parish or your deanery, let us know. We'll be happy to get it on the air here at Holy Family Radio. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you for being with us on this uh, segment of Catholic Focus, and thank you, Deacon Francis and Father Goodman, for being here on this edition of Catholic Focus. Listen again next time. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us. joy, Pope Francis says, springs from a solid hope that can't be taken away. A gift of joy and hope from Worthy Publishing is the pontiff's reminder that even in dark times, Christ is present with us and he can fill our life with light. 
He encourages us to believe that hope is possible and joy always has the last word. And he reminds us to always be open to encountering God. A Gift of Joy and Hope, the new book by Pope Francis from Worthy Publishing. If you'd like to receive a free copy of this important book, just make a one-time $25 gift to Holy Family Radio or a monthly gift of any amount. You can do so by calling us 717-525-8110 or you can email us at contact at 720whyf.com. That's 717-525-8110 or contact at 720whyf.com. Welcome to this segment of Catholic Focus. I'm Joan Ebistinsky, your host, and today I'm joined by Maria Gallagher. Maria Gallagher is the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation Legislative Director, and she's becoming quite an author. So welcome back to Holy Family Radio, Maria. It's so great to be back. Thank you so much, Joe. Now, full disclosure, uh, disclosure Maria and I are, are friends for, for a very long time, and we enjoy having you on Holy Family Radio. We're often talking about uh, pro-life issues with you, finding out what's going on with the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Uh, but you have another book that just came out called Mercy's Power, Inspiration to Serve the Gospel of Life. So um, I haven't read the book. You, I, I just got it. So uh, tell us a little bit about maybe the genesis of where this book came from. This is your second published book now, correct? It is my second mm-hmm. book. My first book was Joyful Encounters with Mary, um, which was a book to strengthen your relationship with the Blessed Mother and to achieve joy in the process. And I had published that book with Marian Press. And we were doing a podcast with Marian Press. And off air, um, the editor, who's also the host of the podcast, said to me, you know, we haven't published a pro-life title in a while. And I thought that was my nudge from the Holy Spirit because it had been on my heart for many years to do a pro-life book. I had written an ebook for our chapters um, called A Pro-Life Guide to the Media, um, but it had never been printed and it was a very small distribution. And so I really felt that this was the time for a definitive spiritual guidebook to the pro-life movement. And it just so happened that while I was writing it, we had the overturn of Roe versus Wade with the Dobbs decision. So that heralded a new era in the pro-life movement, the post-Dobbs era. And we really need a handbook to help to guide us through that because we're in uncharted territory here. There are some states that have great protections for preborn children and their mothers. There are other states that have virtually no protections for them. And then there are states and commonwealths like Pennsylvania, which are basically in the middle. We have some protections for preborn children and their mothers, but we don't have all the protections that we want. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion also out there, right? There is tremendous confusion because the Supreme Court, in its wisdom, said that the issue of abortion was not a federal right, that it belonged to the individual people through their elected representatives to decide abortion policy. So basically what that did was to return the issue to the individual states to decide. So we have different laws in different states. Um, and um, we we need um, a game plan for dealing with this, this new um, phenomenon that we're seeing. Yeah, it kind of energized the other side, didn't it? 
I mean, that's the thing it that did. I think a lot of people don't understand. It really kind of energized the, the pro-abortion side, I think. It, it, it did energize them, but I, I think that they are energized about a misconception and about a lie. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when we see stories about abortion in the news media, the news media never define the word abortion. Abortion is the taking of an innocent human life, and it leaves a mother to grieve the child that she has lost. We never see that in news media accounts. People are under the false impression that what they are promoting in promoting abortion is promoting health care. That's simply not the case. Abortion is not health care. It's the taking of an innocent life, and it's the wounding of a mother. And that mother may suffer psychological scars for decades to come. And I think that it's important for us right now to educate ourselves so that we can educate other people about this issue because there are so many misconceptions out there about abortion what it does to children what it does to women what it does to families well thank goodness we have the pennsylvania pro-life federation right yes the tell us a little bit what, what, what sure. you do there yeah the pennsylvania pro-life federation is the largest single issue pro-life organization in the keystone state we deal exclusively with the issues of abortion, infanticide, euthanasia, and assisted suicide. We want to see a world where all human life is protected. We want to see a state where preborn children are protected by protected from harm and where their mothers are protected from harm. And we want to see a rebuilding of the culture of life, which is so critically important in our day. You know, I'm really struck by the number of women who have abortions and who regret them. And their stories are heartbreaking. And you wouldn't want to wish that pain on any person in your life, even your worst enemy. And yet that's what these women are dealing with. Yeah, there's two, two victims there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There are always two victims in an abortion. And... Often there are more than two victims because we see where the fathers are victimized, uh, the grandparents of the child are victimized, the brothers and sisters are left without a sibling. So it really is a family issue, and we're seeing the decimation of families with the um, advent of abortion. And uh, in in Pennsylvania, for instance, um, we are seeing a rise in the number of abortions, and that's fueled by an increase in chemical abortions. And so we need to redouble our efforts to get the word out that chemical abortions can be reversed. The abortion pill can be reversed. Um, you just need to call a hotline number. And if you need that number, you can contact the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation through our website at paprolife.org. We'd be happy to give that to you. Um, but women need to know the truth. And the truth is that abortion does not solve any problems. It only creates more problems for the woman and for her family. Yeah, I know there's a lot that we can do to help this. I know the Pennsylvania uh, is going to have the March for Life October 16th, I believe, uh, in Pennsylvania. Yes, in there is a, a right. March for Life in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's going to attract a huge crowd, I'm sure, of people who are all fired up about protecting innocent human life. It's a peaceful, prayerful demonstration, um, and uh, we expect a big crowd at the state capitol. 
And I also want to let people know that on October 28th, we will have the Celebrate Life Banquet uh, mm-hmm. in Hershey. And um, it's going to be a fantastic event. We are going to be honoring Mark Halk, who's that pro-life activist who was wrongly arrested um, by federal authorities for simply sidewalk counseling outside an abortion facility. And his case gained national attention. And um, he was featured on cable news outlets. And uh, his story is very compelling. So you're going to want to see Mark Houck and see him win that award and, and hear what he has to say because it is phenomenal. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a good night. So it will be. Tell us the date again on that. October 28th is the date for the Celebrate Life Banquet. Outstanding. Uh, really outstanding. So anyway, tell us a little bit about your book because we're going to run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy's Power is a guidebook to living out the gospel of life. And the whole premise is that through acts and words of mercy, we can rebuild a culture of life. I think that's often overlooked. You know, when we're dealing with a pregnant woman, the first words out of our mouths should be, how can I help? Not, how did you get yourself into the situation? What were you thinking? What's going on in your life? No, we should just offer help to that pregnant woman. And I've seen cases where complete strangers have come together and have hosted these wonderful baby showers for pregnant women in need uh, and just flooded them with gifts uh, that they could use for themselves and their babies. And we need to do more of that. We need to step up. The churches need to step up. The churches are the first line of defense often in, in this situation. And so we need to be powerful purveyors of mercy in order to ensure that we save lives. And so that's the genesis behind mercy's power. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I just heard an interview recently with a woman who uh, experienced an abortion and she talked about the process. She called around to see where there were, would be no protesters. She found mm-hmm. a place where there's no protesters. She didn't want anybody around. She picked that place because there were no protesters there. She went in and she was all alone in a room that had no magazines, no pictures, no nothing. And they took her in, and it was, she was completely isolated during that time. Her husband wasn't there with her. Her boyfriend wasn't there. And she was all by herself during that critical time when she was making that decision. And I thought as I listened to that interview about how it's horrible to be alone, but in a moment like that would be even worse. So what you're saying is we need to make this uh, a, a supportive effort from everybody around the person who was, who, who was pregnant, correct? Absolutely. Pope Francis talks about accompanying people on the journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I have the precious words of Pope Francis in this book, Mercy's Power. And it is a way for us to be present to these women at the most critical juncture in their lives and to journey with them through their pregnancies and beyond. Mm-hmm. We need to be the stand-up people in their lives. Yeah, and I think that beyond is so important also, like helping these women, you know, that may not be in a position, in, it's an unplanned pregnancy, to be helping these people with these babies once they're born. Because sometimes we're accused of being, you know, just, you know, no abortion and that's it. But we have to really 
make sure that we're supporting these women after they have the baby, right? Absolutely. That support is so critically important for that mother and for her child and for the family in the future. So we need to be there for the long haul, Mm -hmm. celebrating the woman, rejoicing with her on the birth of this precious child. It's a miracle. History has changed as soon as that baby is conceived. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is a miracle, and sometimes we forget about that because we're brainwashed by the media telling us that this is just a medical procedure. That's all this is. And I feel so badly for women that they're brainwashed into thinking that, and they're not really realizing what's, what's going on. That's why education is so important. And I think that if you need help in terms of educating yourself, educating your community, get a hold of the book Mercy's Power from Marion Press. And I think that's going to provide you with the guidance you need to make a difference in your community. Where can, where can they get these books? Shopmercy.org is Shopmercy.org. the best Shopmercy.org. Okay. Wow, that sounds like, a, sounds like a, great, a great thing. Well, I want to thank you for being again on Holy Family Radio. Our listeners always enjoy listening to, to you because you know what you're talking about when it comes to the pro-life issue. So thank you again for being with us here at Holy Family Radio. We're going to have, have you back again. We'll have some updates on what's going on with, your, with, the, with the pro-life march coming up in the fall and, of course, the dinner. We'll make sure that we'll be there. And uh, we'll, and we'll also have a link on our website to the uh, Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation uh, at, Holy, at Holy Family Radio's website, 720WHAF.com. So again, thank you for being with us today here on Catholic Focus. And thank you for listening. Please stay listening to Holy Family Radio, 720WHAF.com. I'm your host, Joe Nebastinsky. Thanks again.